This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. Twenty-four hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and the Oasis City Radio app. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. Thanks for joining us for Beyond the Pages. Every year we try to present the gospel and the story of Jesus in a different way. And, well, we don't always end like that, but uh, it's always good. But thanks for being here. I just want to take a few moments of your time and uh, sum up a lot of what was told here today. The interesting thing is about the characters that you saw and even others that weren't mentioned here on the platform today, but that are in the Christmas story are the words that are behind me. Somebody had to believe the message of heaven. But it wasn't just enough to believe what God said about a set of circumstances. They had to say yes. There was a movement from believing God to saying yes to God. It's a movement from just having faith to being obedient. The scripture tells us that to obey is better than sacrifice, to hearken than the fat of lambs. What that means in our modern language is this. God cares more about your obedience than your worship. Let me say that one more time. God cares more about your obedience than your worship. Part of obedience is worship. But if you just come with him to him with your sacrifice, he's saying, where's your obedience? If you're just coming with your worship on Sunday, he's looking for your obedience on Monday. And so each one of the people we spoke of today had to come from a place of believing God to actually a place of saying yes to God. Like just take the innkeeper for an example. Now, the Bible actually doesn't say that there was an innkeeper. It just says that there was no room in the inn. But if you can just think about it, somebody had to manage the room. Somebody made a decision if there was room or not. Somebody had to say yes or no to availability. And the innkeeper ultimately said yes. Sometimes it seems like he or she gets kind of a bad rap a little bit. It's like, well, there was no room, so they just gave Jesus this. Well, at least he came to the point where he didn't turn them away and say, go somewhere else. Ultimately, the decision was he believed what was in front of him, the set of circumstances, and then said, yes, I'll make room. The shepherds are one we didn't actually portray today, but in the scripture, The shepherds were in the field tending to their flocks by night. At least that's what you sing. And it comes right out of the story. 
In our modern day language, the shepherds were simply at work doing their job on the night shift when heaven decided to invade their circumstance. The shepherds were on duty. They were at their computer. They were on the phone. They were checking out someone in the, as a cashier in the line. They were a barista making coffee. They were, they were just on duty when an angel shows up to them and announces something of greatness. And so here's this group of shepherds and they hear a story from angels. And then they had to, they could have just not believed the whole thing. They could have just been like, did you see that? Did you hear something? Oh, well, let's just get back to work. But here's what the Bible says about the angels. I mean, sorry about the shepherds in Luke chapter two. It says this, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then. And let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and they found way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. So the shepherds, I love it, they just didn't say yes They said yes in a hurry. They said yes among themselves and they hurried, the Bible says, to go find this child, this Christ child. And in their hurrying, they were telling the story about what they just experienced, the angels that were, that were there. And they come to the, to the scene and we at least know that Mary and Joseph and Jesus were there. But, but I think there may have been some others. Because the scripture says others were hearing all the shepherds had told. So the shepherds are telling their story. I don't know how far the shepherds uh, walked. I'm not sure what they did with their sheep. I have no idea. But all of this story is being told. And they're, they're talking about the angels. They're talking about what was prophesied and what was said. And they show up to a, a new birth. I'm not sure if you've ever visited a a new mom in the hospital that just had given birth. Sometimes they're not really attentive to your visit. Their attention is on the baby. And so it was like they were in the hospital room and they were coming to visit the baby and they're talking with Mary and talking with Joseph, but we're not quite sure what the conversation was life was like. And you know, Jesus was a baby and babies cry a lot and they poop. And they don't do either of those things in any particular order. They just do them whenever they feel like it. And I can just imagine Mary, a new young mother, just being attentive to her baby and the needs. And then the shepherds are telling all of this story. As a matter of fact, they're telling part of the perspective that Mary didn't know about. She, wasn't, she didn't know about the angel's message to the shepherds. And the Bible says she heard these things and she pondered them in her heart. In other words, she stored the promise of this, this story, the promise of heaven. And she's listening, caring for Jesus. It's storing the promise in her heart. And then the shepherds, they leave again. 
And they're celebrating the whole time about all they had just encountered with the Lord. Then you have the Magi. The Magi were basically Gentile astrologers. Scientists, the scripture tells us. The word wise men is just, is kind of a loose interpretation, but we don't know how many there were. We just know they came from a far land, another country in the east. We don't know how far they traveled, but what we knew is they saw a sign in heaven. These weren't believers. These weren't Jews. These weren't ones who were waiting on a Messiah like the Jewish people. But yet they made a decision that God had had declared something in the sky and they knew a new king was being established. And so they came on a far journey. Some say hundreds of miles. Some say it took them three months, six months of travel. We're not sure, but we know they, they showed up on the scene about a year, between a year and two years later. But they show up in Jerusalem not Bethlehem. They show up at Herod's palace. He's the king after all. Why did they show up at the palace? Well, because a newborn king had arrived on earth. So of course they would go to the palace to see the baby. But they come to find that Herod isn't uh, too welcoming of this story. As a matter of fact, he's not about to give up his throne for any king. So in the midst of all the drama, and he welcomes in these, these magi, he looks over at his priests, his religious leaders, and he says, where is this newborn king? The religious leaders, they had an answer immediately. They said he's in Bethlehem. Bethlehem happened to be six miles away from Jerusalem, not too far. An easy walk. They actually quoted to Herod a prophecy from 700 years prior. See, in all of the story of people believing and saying yes, you want to know who didn't say yes? Who believed but actually said no? It was the religious leaders. They knew of a coming king, a coming Messiah. They could quote it in an instant. And they knew he was born six miles away. But they weren't about to go visit. They rejected the promise of the Lord. But yet here's these magi. Here's these Gentiles And the prophecy was that Christ was for all. And here's the first picture of Gentiles coming to worship Jesus. And they show up and they bring gifts. And this is what the scripture says in Matthew chapter 2. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. The interesting thing about the Magi is that they actually said yes twice. They said, they believed and said yes, and they took this journey. But then the the assignment from Herod was, after you see the baby, come back to me and tell me how he's doing And they were unaware that Herod had made a decision that he was going to kill all the babies 
the male children two years and under because he did he wanted to wipe out any possibility that this Jesus would take over his kingdom but the Lord spoke to the Magi on their way back and they, and they and he said to them don't go back to Herod and go to your own nation another direction and they believed God and they said yes twice the interesting thing about this whole story is the Magi knew so little came so far and gave so much and the religious leaders knew so much were so near and yet did so little I want to encourage you as a believer in Jesus to do great things to go from believing to saying yes and making a difference then of course there's Joseph and we saw earlier a great emotional depiction of what was the thought process what was he going through what was what was he thinking what was he considering all the drama and 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 the scripture says I love what the Bible says about Joseph it starts off it says Joseph was a good man he was a a righteous man as a matter of fact let's look in Matthew chapter 1 verse 19 says this Joseph her fiance was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly so he decided to break the engagement quietly as he considered this an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream Joseph son of David the angel said do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. We don't hear a lot more in the scripture about Joseph. There's just a couple more references. And I think sometimes he gets a little overlooked. God says he was a good man. He was a righteous man. He was also the descendant of David. In order for Jesus to come through the descendant of David, it came actually through Joseph. But here's my favorite part about Joseph in verse 25 he said and he named him Jesus he named him Jesus the message in the dream was that Mary was going to give birth to a son Emmanuel God with us and name him Jesus but Joseph still had to say yes to that he could have taken the, taken the perspective that, you know what, um, I've been along for this ride. It's been a crazy one, God. This whole ordeal with Mary and everything, and I, and I ended up marrying her like you told me to. And, and you know what, and, and, and now, now the son is born, and I'm going to raise this kid. You know what, but I'm not so sure about that name, Jesus. I don't really know. You know, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Bob. He could have at that moment just said, no, you know, you get one shot to name a child. He believed and he said yes. 
And Joseph gets credit for calling Jesus who he is. Looking at an infant and seeing their identity, who God created them to be. Emmanuel, God with us. And then, of course, there's Mary. And Mary did something, I think, first that nobody else had to do. That was that she believed the impossible. She was one that heard Gabriel, had a conversation, and yet she believed the impossible. Let's just look at what the Bible says about her in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. This is Gabriel speaking to her, and Gabriel says, For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. See, this is Mary's yes. She said yes inside before she ever took a step forward. She said, God, whatever your word is, let it be in my life. I'm receiving it, yes. And a few verses later, in verse 45, this is heaven's perspective of her decision. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. There's a blessing that comes upon you when you believe. And there's a blessing that's fulfilled in you when you say yes. The promise of his coming. I believe there's opportunity for you to say yes to the Lord next year in 2018. I believe the Lord is presenting you with his dreams, the call of God on your life. And just, just that is portrayed a moment ago, what if Mary would have said no? What if Gabriel shows up in Mary's house and she says, sorry, angel, you got the wrong place. Uh, Bertha's next door. Lord knows if it would have been Bertha. i tell you what would have happened. If, if Mary would have said no, she would have married Joseph. She would have had some kids. She would have been known as the carpenter's wife. And none of us would know her name. There would be no story. And it would have been easy for her to say no because of the fear, the rejection, the gossip, the slander, the convincing of her husband. Even, even running from a mad king who's trying to murder all the babies two years and under. Escaping with her son. But see, I think you and I, we say no a lot and we don't even realize it. We say no to the divine Oftentimes, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit at the grocery store when the Lord is tugging on your heart and asking you to pray for the person in the other aisle and you say, oh, I'm not sure about that, God, today. Send somebody else, Lord. Maybe God's given you a plan, a purpose in your heart, a dream you've had years ago, but you feel inadequate, so you just say no. You feel like your, ti your time has passed, so you just say no. You feel like maybe fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of, your, fear of your own failures. And you're not convinced. You believe it, but you just haven't said yes. 
No can be very convenient at times. But yes carries the blessing. You're a unique gift to the Lord and to the earth. No one can give to God what you can give. No one can worship like you. No one can obey like you can. What if you, next year, made a decision? I'm going to start today, God, and I'm going to say yes. I'm going to challenge you with something in a moment. The house lights are coming up, and I would like you to reach in front of you in the seat back cushion. If you're on the front row, just put your hand back like this, and somebody behind you will hand you one. If you could reach and just grab a connection card. I just want everybody to look at the connection card for a second. The very front of it, it says connection card at the top. There is both sides of this, but we're just going to look at the front for a moment. If you look at the bottom, there's some statements there. And it says this, I made a commitment to follow Christ. I want to be baptized. I want to get involved to serve. In other words, I'm saying yes to Jesus. I'm saying yes to being baptized and I'm saying yes to serving. If you're here today and you've never received Christ as your savior, you've sang the uh, the songs, you've heard the stories, you've, you've attended church, but you've never surrendered your life. You've never received forgiveness of your sins. You've never been, had a born again experience. Today's your day to say yes to Jesus. If you've said yes to Jesus in the past, but you've never been baptized, you need to be baptized. It's part of the yes. It's it's the obedience to being baptized. Believing salvation to baptism. It just so happens that next Sunday, our New Year's Eve service, the last day of the year, we're having a baptism service. We do baptism services every fifth Sunday. And so it's a fifth Sunday. If you said yes to Jesus before, but you've never been baptized, would you write on that card, fill out the top, your information, turn it into guest services. That's actually when you leave here today. We want to sign you up for baptism. Uh, You can also go to our app and go to registrations and you can register to be baptized. We want to baptize new Christians. And finally, I want to challenge you with this. I want to challenge you to say yes to serving, to getting involved. Even if you don't attend this church, if you have a home church somewhere else and you're just in town visiting for Christmas, I'm encouraging you to serve your local body. Say yes to serving in 2018. See, this church exists because we believe that revival is going to take place in Columbus, Ohio in the entire region surrounding. We believe that revival is going to take place and sweep the state of Ohio. We also believe that revival is going to awaken the United States of America. And we're saying yes to that. We've already said it. We're not just believing. We're doing what it takes to get there. We're believing God and we're putting it in action. We're praying. We're fasting. We're believing. We're learning. We're saying yes to revival. We're saying yes to miracles and signs and wonders. We're saying yes to the kingdom of God manifesting in the earth. We're saying yes to these things. But one of the ways we say yes is by serving one another. This church can't do what it's called to do without people serving. You can't 
We can't do what's even portrayed on this platform. And wasn't it amazing? But it's because all of them said yes to serve. They're not getting a paycheck. The people serving in guest services, the people making this happen. And we're just asking you to say yes. And again, if this isn't your church, say yes somewhere. 